Well, happy Monday, and thank you so much for joining the Reframe Brain Podcast, where we center brain health and unseen injuries. I am your founder and host, Erica Savage-Wilson, and I am so very glad that you continue to join and expand the audience of the Reframe Brain community. If you happen to be listening to us from one of your favorite select podcast platforms, would ask that you would please do me a favor Leave us a rating and let everybody know what you are learning, the insight that you're gaining. And then also, if you're watching us by YouTube on your smart TV, I would ask that you would also please like this episode. Also subscribe and hit that notification bell. So every first and third Monday, you can be notified of your fresh Reframe Brain podcast episode. I am so overjoyed with today's guest. We have been bringing wonderful experts. And this next expert that we bring on is someone that is very near and dear to my heart because she has helped me as I have matriculated through my own journey. So let me introduce to you, Reframe Brain audience, Rebecca Thompson, Clarity Coach. Rebecca Thompson is a clarity coach for high-achieving Black women and is founder of Live In Your Light Bootcamp, a transformative three-month personal and professional executive coaching experience for high-achieving Black women who want the clarity and confidence to transform their lives from the inside out. She has traveled the world training women, especially women of color and Black women to run for elected office. Rebecca also works with numerous local, statewide, and national progressive organizations focusing on leadership development, electoral politics, and civic engagement. Rebecca got her start in politics at just 14 years old when she served as an intern for a woman elected official in her hometown of Detroit. She has since served as a vice president at Deliver Strategies, one of the leading progressive direct mail firms in the country, and as the run to win director for Emily's List, leading the largest candidate recruitment and training program in the organization's history. Rebecca is a graduate of Women's Campaign School at Yale, Emily's List, Vote Run Lead, and numerous other leadership programs. She has also been a national trainer for the Congressional Black Caucus Institute, Elect Her, New American Leaders, The Frontline Leaders Academy, and others. Rebecca has appeared in the Washington Post, New York Times, Essence Magazine, and was recently named one of the American Association of Political Consultants, top 40 under 40 award recipients. She was inspired to create Change in the Face of Power, the first podcast in the country dedicated to inspiring Black women to run for office after losing her election for state representative in Michigan by just six votes. She wants to teach Black women candidates everything she learned the hard way so they can run and win the first time. And I also like to add that Rebecca is the proud mother of the beautiful fur baby that you see in the background, the illustrious Mr. Donnie Hathaway. Welcome, Rebecca and Donnie. <laughs> Good morning, and thank you for having both of us. Uh, <laughs> he will continue to make his uh, appearance known. Uh, and I'm going to apologize in advance if he barks at somebody walking down the street. <laughs> Please do not apologize. Y'all, Donnie Hathaway is really a fixture um, in 
all things Rebecca. And so you have to just know and accept and love the personality <laughs> of Donnie Hathaway. So I call him by his full name, Donnie yeah, Hathaway. You, so. And you get both of us, you know, you get <laughs> We are a package deal. So uh, he is glad to be here as well as am I. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Rebecca, um, what a um, wonderful and um, comprehensive bio. Thank you so much for joining the Reframe podcast. And um, I love the work that you do um, specifically as a clarity coach, you do mindset work. So um, I would love for you to invite the Reframe Brain audience into your trajectory um, Mm -hmm. of becoming a clarity coach. Well, um, I will say if you would have asked me five years ago where I thought I would be, it would not be here, right? I am so glad that I am here, right? This is a chapter in my life um, that I could not even have dreamt of, right? Um, so if I reverse engineer that journey, it goes back to being that 14 year old kid interning for that elected official. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I've always had a way of seeing something and then going after it. Right. And although I sort of felt like I had this very, clear path in front of me of running for office. That was the only thing I actually ever thought about. I mean, I couldn't even tell you what my other plans were because I just knew that I wanted to run for office. And then I, and I assumed I was going to win until that was the one thing that I failed at. And for most of my life, I was just, I mean, you remember playing um, Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. And those little rings, those little gold rings, you know? Mm-hmm. throughout from you know middle school elementary school through high school almost everything I touched right I was able to it turned to gold it worked until it didn't and it was in that moment that I had to dream a new dream for myself that didn't include politics that didn't include running for office um, that also didn't include living in Detroit because if I'm really being honest, the mind, the biggest mindset shift that I had to make first was I am bigger than Detroit. I am bigger than Michigan. Um, I am bigger. I'm being called to do something bigger than this very small district. And that required me to detach my Detroit from my identity and my sense of self. Right. And that was the first mindset shift that opened the door for me to later quit my job, sell everything I owned and buy a one-way ticket to Malaysia. Um, And it was that uncertainty that gave me this clarity, right? So um, there was no path. There was no paycheck coming. There was no roadmap. I had to create it for myself. And so when I look back on all the things that worked during that time, it was learning how to listen to listen to and trust my intuition. It was um, reframing my thoughts. It was um, changing the way I talked to myself, right? Um, and I basically took that with all the books that I had been reading and all of the, the sort of practices and rituals that I'd started. And I put that into the Living Your Light Bootcamp. And now... Three years later, um, it is the most amazing thing that I've ever done. And 
it's, it's what I needed. I love that. So you created, um, what you needed and that offering was what really exploded and brought in this whole other world, so to speak, that, um, you are now living authentically your light in, and that's why you're able to extend the programming that you're able to extend. Love hearing that. And I love that you talk so, um, passionately around mindset, um, particularly when you think about Detroit, I think about the people that I know and love from Detroit, the 313, there's really kind of this force to be reckoned with that comes with thinking about really the personality of the city. And for you to say that, um, to some extent, you had to divorce that and say that I'm proud to be from Detroit. <clears throat> However, I'm called to the world, called to these other different spaces. So that's going to require me to do that work. Um, Talk to us more around how environments that we've matriculated through um, oftentimes do not reflect who we are, mm -hmm. um, what we're destined to become, um, and how our mindsets can suffocate us um, or talk ourselves out of our true future self and the life that we absolutely deserve. Absolutely. Um, so, sorry, I'm distracted by this little monster. I um, love him. <laughs> Get comfortable. Leave daddy alone. <laughs> um, I mean, it is such an important um, distinction, right? Because Detroit is the largest Black city in America. It is the Mecca for so many things, all things Black, history, culture, music. Um, it is a magnificent city. And it is also the toughest place I've ever lived. And I often say that I loved Detroit, but Detroit didn't love me back, right? And it felt like um, what really became this sort of abusive relationship with the city, which was I had grown up there. I had uh, romanticized it my entire life. I sort of went away to college thinking I'm going to learn everything I can and bring it back to my neighborhood. And all those years later, when I came back to said neighborhood, I realized that just the sheer act and the privilege of me going away to college meant my trajectory was very different than everybody else's. My mindset was always different. So now I'm in a city that is my home and I feel like a fish out of water, right? I moved back into the neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, I didn't feel safe walking my dog in my neighborhood. Um, street lights weren't on, trash wasn't getting collected. And it was like having... First of all, there were folks where that was normal for them because that if you never left Detroit, right, you don't know that it can be any different. But having lived in Washington, D.C. and Virginia and Maryland, I was like, this is not normal. This is not how it's supposed to be. And so it was that wanting to do something different that inspired me to run. But it was losing and the conversations that I had with people who, you know, wait your turn, you should find something else to run for. Um, you know, it was like, I have a vision for this community that other people couldn't see, right? It also meant I had a vision for my life that meant that it would look one way if I stayed in Detroit and it would look another if I gave myself permission to fly. And um, it was through the experience of, selling everything I own and living out of one backpack and one suitcase for six months that taught me I am enough, right? No matter where I am, 
uh, I have so much magic in me and it's not rooted in one place. Right. Um, so I would say, you know, especially if you are living in a place that you grew up in, right. Um, there is so much you can't see because you're blinded by it. Right. Um, so just, um, a few weeks ago, I just got my new driver's license at my new home. And now I'm officially a Baltimore resident. And I wouldn't, you couldn't have told me that a few years ago. Right. Um, but Baltimore has very similar challenges to Detroit, right? It feels like I live in a sister city. And so it is not lost on me again, the privilege that I have, right. The privilege that I have to be able to choose to live in a city and a community that is, you know, this, this, um, historically black neighborhood. So I am not coming to it with the same lens that I came back to Detroit with, right. That is another reframe that I had to make. So, um, yeah, it's, we are always making mindset shifts, but it is, um, the life that you want might just be on the other side of a reframe, right? Yeah. And I love that how you continue to reiterate reframe, because that is something unseen that we have to be very intentional and purposeful about how we then make that pivot. We make that shift. And for you, it sounds like they were in different places. The one that really was um, that had the sustaining value and really taught you was that when you sold all of your things and had booked that one way ticket to Malaysia. And as you said, lived out of one backpack and one suitcase. Um, I, um, if you could just share with us a little bit, um, the reframe brain audience on what those six months, because for me, that, um, sounds, um, parallel to what I've experienced in my own injury, where everything that one thought mattered, um, was or was very pressing suddenly becomes very insignificant and we are literally face to face with this this is what you have now operate from there so if you could um share a little bit around what were some of the um what was that like for you to have that experience um in malaysia for those six months well i will tell you i was scared as shit can we say shit Absolutely. Um, And it was the first time that I began having panic attacks and I didn't realize what they were at the time. So I'll never forget. I was at the Detroit airport leaving um, and I was saying goodbye to my partner. So in addition to leaving that job, that house and that car, I was also ending a relationship And um, we say goodbye to each other and I'm bawling and I go into the bathroom and I just lose it. And I had a moment where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, is it true? Like my twin sister said that I was setting my life on fire. Right. And at the time from the outside, that's what it looked like on the inside. I knew that I had to burn it all down in order to rebuild a new life. So that new life, I could always see it. I could always feel it. And I knew that I was so close to it. I just didn't know how and where it would happen. So um, uh, I spent about six weeks in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Over the next six months, I lived in Vietnam, Cambodia, 
Thailand, Serbia. Um, these maps on my wall are just a few from the Southeastern Asian leg of that, that world tour, as I like to call it. Um, but every day was filled with anxiety. Um, I also joked that I was living in the upside down because it was a 12 hour time difference. So I was having to learn how to like adjust my body and my brain, you know, it was, um, such an an interesting juxtaposition. And I, I remember being in this beautiful apartment in Bangkok, Thailand, and it would be pitch black right at night. And I'm talking to clients on the East coast and I would have to, you know, schedule my naps in a way to where like I could enjoy this country that I was living in and not be trapped to a desk. So there was all these things that I was trying to do and experience. And I thought I had more time, right? I thought, you know, I'm going to gallivant my way through the next six months. Um, but I got about halfway through that journey and I just wanted to go home. I wanted to eat some real food. I wanted to, even though I didn't have a bed anymore, I wanted to like sleep in, you know, my bed. I just, I just wanted the comforts of home. And it was during that time that I got an opportunity to come back for a job. And it was also, I needed the money, right? Like it was hard basically figuring it out every single day. I, I, wanted the stability of a paycheck. But what I realized as soon as I got it was I wanted my freedom more, right? So that journey, I don't know what I thought it was going to teach me, but what it did teach me was I am made to be my own boss and to create my own reality. Um, And for that, like that was the best gift that I could have ever given myself because before that experience, it was always about the next job. It was always about the next promotion or the next big opportunity or the next campaign. And I decided to get off of that hamster wheel and I can't even tell you how great it feels being off. So yeah, it got me here. I love that. Um, and a common mentor that we have, uh, Dr. Avis uh, Jones Weaver, often talks about that burn the ship moment. And it sounds like you have it you had it yourself. And then what you got on the other side is that you pretty much knew that your freedom was definitely um, worth more than a paycheck and being your own boss is what you have been doing and thriving, which brings us to live in your light. That is something that you authentically do. That is your brand. You have Yellow is um, Rebecca's signature color as well. So you see her nails, they're yellow. Um, and your mission as a coach, consultant, and a campaign expert, because y'all, this list is bad. You did hear Yale. You did hear Emily's List, New York Times, Watch It and Post. You heard that. It's to help Black achieving, um, help high achieving Black women transform their lives and communities from the inside out. And that is a quote from um, Rebecca Thompson's website if you go to rebeccathompson.com what have you discovered is a unique superpower mm-hmm. of black women not often recognized or celebrated enough um, from your various coaching clients consulting opportunities that you've had and your boot camp cohorts mm-hmm. this is an easy one our intuition is our superpower right we are each given the most magnificent superpower. We just don't learn how to use it, right? So um, number one is the the power of learning to listen to it. 
And the next is the learning the power of trusting it, right? Even when your external circumstances aren't in alignment with where you want to be. And so that is our divine guidance, spirit, source, God, however you want to describe that. Um, it's also our higher self, right? Nudging us in the right direction. Um, so we don't have to look outside ourselves for the answer because it's in us, but most of us don't give ourselves permission to slow down long enough to hear what that voice is saying. So absolutely hands down intuition. I love that. And when you go to RebeccaThompson.com, I just want to make a note to everyone that when you see black women, the spelling of women, um, the E, there's an X there. And um, just to be um, clear, for those of you who may not know, that is for um, those who identify as women. So it is a very inclusive term with women. Um, and that is Rebecca Thompson authentically living in her light. And I absolutely love um, and honor you for that. Um, so Rebecca Thompson, how can people um, connect with you? Um, or how can they procure your services? Um, and if there are any upcoming events that you would like to share. Absolutely. So my website is RebeccaMThompson.com. Uh, Rebecca Thompson is apparently a very common name. Uh, so RebeccaMThompson.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Go Live In Your Light. Um, and I'm excited because I have a brand new masterclass coming up that'll be next week. And it is called manifesting magic. And it really is, um, it is all the things that I did, um, to go from like getting the inspiration to move to doing it, to all of the things that I've learned since coming from around the world and back. Um, and so I'm excited for that. So I'll be sharing details on that uh, soon. And um, also folks can sign up for my free 31 day mindset makeover. Um, it is 31 days of free affirmations, daily prompts, um, exercises to really help you make over your mindset. So you can go to RebeccaMThompson.com backslash mindset. Rebecca M. Thompson, and this will all be in the show notes. Um, uh, listen, she is an excellent, excellent, excellent follow. I have the privilege um, of being in one of her boot camp cohorts. Um, and we have an exciting trip that Rebecca has planned for us at the end of this year. <laughs> We're going to Mexico and it's going to be magical. <laughs> You cannot imagine just being in the presence of high achieving black women um, that Rebecca herself is a high achieving black woman that has assembled. It is absolutely phenomenal. I've made some incredible, incredible connections and connected with some wonderful people. So Rebecca M. Thompson, live in your light. And Mr. Donnie Hathaway, my absolute favorite guy. Hey, love. <laughs> my best friend. He loves, <laughs> loves saying hi to the people. Exactly. Say, hi, Donnie. <laughs> Thank Donnie you said, so much you for having Oh, my gosh. You are most welcome. Listen, Donnie is not broke. Donnie's like, Mama, you got money. I got money, too. <laughs> he is your wealthy oh, bestie. <laughs> He knows it. He knows it. He knows it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having us. And uh, I can't wait to do this again soon. 
Absolutely. And so to the Reframe Brain audience, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have been inspired to go live in your life. Please, RebeccaMThompson.com. Go to, she has an incredibly beautiful website that will pull you in and make sure that you go see um, how you can manifest your magic. I think that that's the name of it. Um, you want clarity, go to RebeccaMThompson.com. Um, thank you again. And remember, please share this episode. Let someone else know how they can reframe their brain and that we do this journey one beautiful breath at a time. Thank you again. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.